Thank you, thank you, thank you. You have received our prayers this morning, even for this nation, Canada, which you have brought us into, which you are establishing us in for no other purpose but for yourself, for your, for your own glory. As you have said, you have dominion from sea to sea, even in this nation, that's our prayer, Lord, joining our heart with the will of heaven. And we ask that your intentions, your purposes for this land will prosper Amen. in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that they will never lack the people who mention your name, who, who carry the banner of your righteousness. Lord, and of your kingdom, Lord, in this land. Thank you for even the, the prosperity of, of your word, the growth of your word, that it's growing and it will prosper. Amen. Even against contrary winds, against contrary works of the enemy. Oh, Father, light can shine in darkness. You said even when there is darkness, over the earth and gross darkness over the people that in that season our light will, will come and it will shine and your glory will be seen upon us we ask for for the glory of your name lord even in this land thank you your lord you will you will not cause the wicked to prosper lord you will cause righteousness to prevail because righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach to a people. We will not be a people of reproach. Amen. But Father, we will be a people of exaltation, even through righteousness. Thank you, our God. We give you glory. We, we raise an altar. We, we offer prayers from even this altar which you have raised in this nation. We are saying that we intercede for the nation, that this nation will never be lost. Amen. But Father, it will be yours. It will be yours forever. Thank you, our God. We come under you again this morning. We bring our hearts afresh like we've never met you before, like this is the first time that we look into you to, to bless us. Having no help elsewhere, having nothing, no one else who can help our soul. Nobody else even understands us. Lord, no one has the skill, no one has the voice, has the wisdom to speak to us at the depths of our heart, to calm our waters, to reorder even all the things that the enemy has disordered within our heart. So we come to you, our Lord. We look for healing words. We look for wholesome words. We look for mercy, mercy from your heart. Come and bless us this morning. Don't hide yourself. Don't hide your heart. Don't keep the best things behind. Bring them forward to us by your mercy. Thank you, our Father. Lord, I open up my 
my heart to you this morning? Can you use it as your instrument? Can you make it fully your own thing this morning? Make it holy, make it pure, unadulterated, having nothing else but that which you purely inspire. Give me grace, Lord. Help my heart, help my mouth, help my thought. I want to flow. I want to flow in, in your lane, in your righteous lane. I want to I want to use my heart to pick your own meditation, your own thought. Lord Jesus, you have things to say. You're not tired of speaking. You're not, you haven't run out of words. You haven't run out of saving words. Help us today. Inspire us. Bless us. Bring revelation. Bring knowledge. Bring instruction in righteousness. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Please, you can have your seat. Thank you. Thank you, choir. Please appreciate the worship team. Please, a little bit more. They, they helped us, you know. <laughs> Glory. Okay, let's appreciate God for them. Glory to Jesus. Can I have? Amen. Thank you, Father. Sevila Mapali Amakatosa Prata Vita Prahashtavatia Patetalia Pania Pofetania Namakatosta Prefetalia Mafetalia Prama Ateposa Prenecati Premecati Premecati Felia Potosta Precatetania Praate Visa Prontanita Frecatolia Prashtegania Petania Fentomosta Frecatania Premetania Elipra Ostevata Legata Doso Pretalita Come into the spirit. Come into the spirit.
spirit come in into the spirit for we are ready for to receive you to receive you for we have even come for to receive you into the spirit for there is a different and an opening of a different economy of life for you in the spirit it is the spirit it is the realm of the spirit for it is in that realm all that you need and all that you see is there for you come in we have come for to receive you we we call me come in we've come as guests for to receive you to receive you to receive you into the realm of the spirit so come up come up walk in the spirit walk in the spirit for that is the life you've been ordained to live that is your place that is your place it is in the spirit it is in the spirit it is in the spirit for your place is in the spirit your place is in the spirit your place is in the spirit so come in the spirit walk in the spirit abide in the spirit stay in the spirit for that is your realm that is you taking your place so we've come we've come for to raise you up to receive you up to make you walk in the spirit for we've come to receive you to receive you unto us it is in the spirit live not the spirit live by the spirit abide in the spirit stay in the spirit key in the spirit for there is no life of you outside of the spirit it is all in the spirit all of your essence is in the spirit so live in the spirit Praise Jesus. Thank you. For this is your pursuit in life. This is your entirety of life. This is the reason why your breath is still in you. It is, it is your pursuit of me. It is your longing for me. It is because as you long, you are calling for me. For there are many, 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 many things. There are many things that lost so 
pro that must come to pass, but it cannot come without the seeking of man for me. Le Prishtega, Le Vatania, Asekati, for the will, my will will be done on earth because I have found a people, I have found the people that are longing to do my will, to do my will. So this is your essence. This is your essence for my pursuit, my pursuit, my pursuit. Do it by the Spirit. Do it by the Spirit. Let the Spirit guide you. Let the Spirit lead you. For without Lisa, for by the flesh you would be wearied. For by the flesh you would faint. But by the Spirit you would be renewed day by day. You would be renewed with strength. You would run and you would not be weary. You would walk and you would not faint. You would even mount up with wings as eagles. For it is in the Spirit. Your allocation is in the Spirit. Your pursuit of me is by the Spirit. It is by the Spirit. It is by the Spirit. Loose not the Spirit. Abide in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Okay, let's open our Bibles to, let's see, Revelation, just Revelation chapter, chapter four, thank you, praise God, amen, good morning to you, please, can you say good morning, I don't know if you said that, we have, okay, please go ahead, it's good to greet each other, you know, you know this is like a table, it's like a dining table, so you don't just come and sit down and start eating. You have to. It's for. <laughs> it's for glory to God. You know when you come to eat, you don't only fellowship with the cook alone. On the, you have to speak with others too. So it's good for you to let your heart touch the next person beside you. Can you just do that again? Greet them. Just. Um, just look into their eyes, say, I love you. I'm happy to see you this morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay. Happy Canada Day to you as well. <laughs> Okay, um, Revelation chapter 4. Verse, verse 1. Thank you, Father. It says that after this I looked and behold, a, a door was open in heaven. Thank you, Father. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me which said come up hither and I will show the things thank you father which must be hereafter and immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and, and one sat on the throne. He said, and immediately I was what? I was, I was in 
I was in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. I, I was in the spirit. I have, a, I have a feeling that we don't fully know what this means. This um, being, you know, we also use the term in our own language. You say, okay, ah, he's in the spirit or she's in the spirit. But um, we don't know fully what he was speaking about here when he said I was, I was in the spirit, glory to God. And we are, we are learning the spirit, we're gonna keep learning the spirit. You know, we have not fully understood the spirit. We know that the person of the Holy Ghost is, is a person in God who, um, the Bible, we call him the spirit too. The Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, but we know that there is a much there's much more to spirit than just the Holy Holy Spirit as a person. The Bible uses spirit in many ways as spirit. Like when you say, if you if you walk in the spirit, right? What's the meaning of that? Is he, is, he saying, is he walking in the Holy Ghost? Maybe somehow, but definitely not in the, in the normal kind of sense, praise Jesus, Hallelujah. that we see. But one thing about the Spirit is, uh, we know that the Spirit is a, is a, is a realm, is a world which the soul can, can, can enter, which the soul can enter live in, which the soul can walk in, right? The, he said, if you live in the spirit, then you should do what? Walk also in the spirit. If you live there, walk there, right? It's, um, so it means that the spirit is, a, is also a place of a kind of life, a fashion of life, a particular um, it's a zone, praise Jesus, Hallelujah. where the soul can find specific life definition, right, which the soul can walk in. Glory to God. Uh, there is also that sense of someone said, move into the spirit. For example, let's say you are, you are um, I, I don't think it's incorrect when, let's say, you say, you are praying, and then when you pray in true prayer, you say at some point you moved into the spirit in prayer. That thing also means something now. It doesn't mean, of course, that your soul or your spirit man left your body to move somewhere, definitely. Uh, but it just it means more like you are in touch with a place. Oftentimes, what you're talking about is your senses are in touch with a realm Praise God, but the way your, your senses can be in touch with the, the realm of the spirit in a moment, like you can, I can put my attention on you because you're talking to me and I focus on what you're saying to me. I'm, I'm listening to you. That's I'm casting my attention to you. I can also then shift my attention into the spirit. Right, and what is spirit to me? Spirit to me will mean a, a, a zone from where 
from where information, where thoughts, where materials, where you know, things of soul interaction can flow from. Praise Jesus. So we know that that thing called spirit exists. We know it's there. We're not talking about, I'm not speaking about the spirit realm, where when you move into the spirit realm, you see all kinds of entities there, demons who are evil spirits, all kinds of spirits. They have their own, there's what they call, what is spirit to them. You get it. Do you see them? It's their spirit, but the spirit where they are, where they find their fellowship, is not the spirit where they want to move you into. Do you get it's like a, that place is a is a fake world because nothing in that their realm will 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 stand the test of time. Right, everything in that world is destined for destruction. Yeah, so it doesn't really count as spirit. That's why people who you know who term you know, some people think of spirituality to mean interacting with demons and evil spirit and all of that. that that's a, and those spirits, they like that. They want to pull men into their own zone, that, into that world. Praise Jesus. Um, but that's not the spirit. When we, when we say the spirit um, is another world entirely, it's, uh, it's a world which is created by the, the, the kind of materiality of the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. Do you understand? You can, out of materiality, out of his person, his kind of frame, he can design things. The same way God formed man of the dust of the ground, right? When you look at the outward man, that's the body in the book of Genesis, you can see that there is no difference between your earth, your, your body, and your world. It's the things in your wall that they use to frame your, your outward man, your outward person. So you can't separate. So when you see a person physically, you're looking at the earth, really, right? It's out of that place that the, the from man, glory to Jesus. If I can borrow that sense and you use that sense for the spirit of God and that you see, I want you to see the spirit of God as a, a person that has his own material kind of yes. essence through which he can make things that are spiritual. Like if you, let's say, what are example of spiritual things? Grace is a spiritual thing, right? You, can, you can't say that you are Receiving grace without receiving spirit. <laughs> you can't, is a, in terms of the, the substance, when, when grace comes into your heart, the, actually the way grace will come is a, is a form of spirit. It's like, it's like a materiality. It's a fashion. It's a, it's a material that your soul can receive. But it's, it's, it comes from the spirit. Do you understand now? So I want you to see just to, to, to see glory to God. Because um, I want to, there's an inspiration in my heart. I, I don't know how I will be able to share it, but I'm trusting God that the words that can share, translate what is in my heart will come. Amen. Um, 
to me, but I want us to, to begin to see the realm of the spirit, to see the world of the spirit. We have to begin to see the spirit. We have to begin to see the spirit. Why? Because if you, don't, if you can't see the spirit, you, you live from a wrong perspective. You, um, you know, he said that if you live after the flesh, you'll die, but if you, through the spirit, you mortify the deeds of the body, right? It's through the spirit you, that word mortify means, it didn't say kill the body, it said kill the deeds of the body. That's, uh, do you understand? There are, are kind of deeds that are tied to the body, which is, they are deeds that pertain to the world where the, the body came from. So the body has its own world where it came from and it can, there are deeds that will beckon on the, on the man from that realm where it is. So how do you mortify deeds? To mortify means to put to death, right? How do you mortify deeds? So, you know, mortify doesn't mean suspend. It's not even saying stop doing them. It's not saying you ignore them. It's actually telling you, let them, can you make them disappear from your, your frame of consideration? That's what it means to mortify something. It means that make it dead to you. Like make the deeds of the body, that, they, that it should no longer beckon to your soul. You should no longer... Have, you should no longer see them. They should no longer be within your vicinity. Wow. Do you understand that? Yes, that the deeds of the body, and he's saying here that the only way that you can put to death the deeds of the body is, is through the spirit. So the spirit, through the spirit, is not praying in the spirit. The spirit here, if you are to use the spirit to mortify deeds. It means that the spirit has his own economy of deeds. It has his own world of deeds. It's actually an entrance to, to go through something. You must enter into it. You must, you must have a, a kind of passage into it. It's through. Anything you go through is something that can take you. It's, that's the, the sense of I'm saying this, that it is through. How do I know you must enter? It's because you say live in. Live after. If you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you, through the spirit, so if they're saying, through the spirit, is now saying if you live after the spirit, it's implied in this verse. So to live after the spirit is to pursue life in the spirit. Glory to Jesus. That, that when you pursue life where? In the spirit. It's only through, it's only life in the spirit that can put to death the what? The deeds of the body. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are able to do that, he says that you shall do what? You shall live. Thank you, Jesus. When you... When you are able to allow your heart to make movement, say movement, movement. To, make, to take journey. You know how to take journey. We all know how to journey. 
not physically, just journey in our soul. You know how to take journey in your soul. Why? Because everybody has a track record of journeys of the soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, you, you, when you move from, when you, when you form attachment in your soul, you are taking journey. You know, he was speaking, just was teaching that, that where the treasure, do not lay up for yourself treasures on the earth where rust and moth dot what corrupt, where thieves break into steel. But you say lay up treasures for yourself where in heaven for for where what for where your where neither thieves where not where neither moth nor rust dot corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor what steal for where your what treasure is, there will your what your heart be also. So your treasure is where the treasure it means you can't separate treasure from the heart. Where the treasure is, there your heart will be also. But your, if your treasure can be in different places. And they are now advising you, don't lay it here, lay it there. It means the heart can be in different places. Do you agree that, that if, that whether you lay the treasure, the, the, heart is, is, the heart is bound to this treasure. So where you put the treasure, there you will find the heart. If you put it here, you find the heart here. If you put the treasure there, you find the heart there. So if they want to map the journey of your soul, there can be a map that will just show you. you, will just, you will, when you see it, you recognize every single thing on that map. It will just show you all the things you have ever treasured. And, and you see that these are the journeys that your soul has taken. Simple. That's the, all the journey that your soul, everywhere your soul has been to, they can record it in the spirit. By this kind of, and Jesus was a terrible being at this time. He, he could, he, by the grace given to him through his father, he could tell the, 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 the secret of men. He could tell the treasures that men are keeping. You couldn't deceive Jesus at this point in time because he, could, he had also skill because what the father does, he taught the son also. Everything the father does, he showed the son. If the father looks on the inward, he also taught the son also how to look on the inside, not on the outward. Through that skill, that's how he was able to discern the Pharisees, able to discern all those men who come out as whitewashed and clean. But inside of them, there's a different uh, configuration on the inside of them. Praise Jesus. Like that rich young ruler that came, was it Pastor Toledo that was teaching about him? Glory to God. He began to ask Jesus questions. And Jesus was looking at him and said, look how this guy is zealous. To many guys, they'll feel this guy, wow. He said, all these things I've kept from my youth. But Jesus knew that you've kept all those things 
but that's not where your treasure is. I know where your treasure is. So let's, let's touch the zone of where your, your actual heart is. And Jesus picked a, an instruction from that zone. And the Bible says he went away what? He went away sorrowful. Amen. Now, let me tell you guys something about spiritual ministry. Spiritual ministry must touch the treasures of men. And that's, by, say, by spiritual ministry, I mean the ministry of the spirit, like Paul calls it in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he calls it the ministry of the spirit. He also called it is the ministry of the New Testament. It's the ministry of glory. You cannot have ministry, you can't have a ministry of glory without touching the treasures. Because what is behind glory are riches, sense of riches, sense of, sense of value. It is, it is the shining of glory is attached to the estimation of glory, of, sorry, of riches. The estimation of value, the, est- the estimation of, of glory to Jesus. That what, what makes something, something that doesn't have value to you, you will never see it as glorious. Yes, sir. Even if you try, okay, let me try and see how this thing can be being glorious to me. But you don't really have any value for it. You can't trick your heart to find glory in something that doesn't have value to your soul. Do you see that? So when you're moving, when you're thinking up in the realm or the dimension of glories, which is what this world has become, the world has become a place of diverse glories according to different sense of estimation, of value, of, of riches, or what Jesus calls treasure. Treasure means, it means a value attachment of the heart to a thing. Do you see that? So those things are, it's, it's very necessary, it's unescapable for the ministry of the Spirit. You know, they are all the same. Ministry of this ministration of the Spirit. You call it the ministration of glory. Are you seeing that? To explain, I'm trying to explain the Spirit to you. That when the... He that ministered unto you the spirit, do it he by the by the what? Works of the law by the or the hearing of faith. The, the hearing of faith. Galatians 3. Hearing of faith. Hearing of faith is a is, is a faith. Another word for what is faith? Faith is the is the tool to for substance. It's for connection of substances. Right? The substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Praise Jesus. So, the the ministry of thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. When I came to you, I came not with enticing word of man's wisdom, with a then what a demonstration of the spirit and of what? Power. 
demonstration of the Spirit and of what? Power. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in what? Demonstration of what? The Spirit and of power. Amen. So demonstrating the Spirit, how does this work? It's, it's the demonstration of the Spirit is also the ministration of the Spirit. But it, is, it must be after a demonstration. It's because you must explain the value of what is in the Spirit. That's the, the whole point of the ministry of the Spirit. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The whole point of the ministry of the Spirit is to, is to paint the picture to show the value, glory to, I'm sorry, let me just open to that place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's to pen the picture to show the value, glory to God, verse five, that, so that your faith should not stand in where? In the wisdom of men, but in where? In the power of God. But how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the, not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that Commit to not, but we speak the, the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God had then what had ordained before what had ordained before the world unto what our glory. You see that it is when you are you are speaking wisdom, you are speaking wisdom for the, the end of wisdom in the New Testament is for glorification. And I've told you that glory, you cannot have glory without riches of glory. Do you agree? Paul said, I who am lesser than the least of the saints, Ephesians, is this grace given that I should preach unto the Gentiles, the unsearchable what, riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hidden God, who created what, all things by Jesus Christ. Praise Jesus. To make you see what is the fellowship of what, the, of the mystery. What is this mystery? This mystery is verse 7 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Glory to God. First Corinthians 2 verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in what? A mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto what? Our glory. So the, the, the purpose of wisdom is to on is to unearth riches, right? Is to, to bring riches, is to, is to show riches, is to explain riches. It's like I bring something, very strange thing to you. And you've never seen it before, and I said, oh, you see this thing right now? This is the future of humanity. And it maybe looks a bit weird and just strange, maybe a very strange thing. I'll say that, look, this thing, it has all the all the power of, you watch this Wakanda thing, eh? That, um, what do they call that thing? There's a, 
Titanium. What? It's vibranium. No. Have you watched that movie? Okay, you've watched that movie, okay. So what that vibranium means, think about that as, as what riches, but it's not order. Remember when they brought, bring that substance to this developed, so-called developed world, they didn't know what that thing is. That that thing is more powerful than all their resources and all their technology. And so they just throw it to somebody, random person, the greatest scientist. And they said, oh, what is this thing? He doesn't, he will know the value of it. He will just throw it away. But what he has thrown away is great riches. Are you seeing that? So because of, there is that, there is what you call hidden, the Bible speaks about that. I said, I will give unto you, he was speaking to Cyrus, right? He said, I will give unto you the, the treasures of darkness and the the hidden riches of secret places. That is Isaiah 45, verse 3. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden what? Riches of what? Secret places. That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am who? I'm the God of Israel. Jesus was, God was speaking this concerning a particular commission which he was actually giving to Cyrus. What was the commission to Cyrus? It was about the building of God's temple. That's the reason for the anointing which God put on Cyrus. Is to, to do everything he can, but resource-wise, in terms of legislative why he also wrote laws about the temple, which after he had died, kings later, when trouble came about the temple, they had to refer to what Cyrus wrote. He did, he did those things with skill, with anointing. He knows... He knew what to do to protect the commission which God has given him, even after his own time has passed. Why? There's something. It's a revelation. I wish we have time to go back to the book of, of um, maybe Ezra to see that God, God ministered to Cyrus. God gave revelation. Cyrus was actually a servant of God. Maybe it might not have been written everything which God gave to Cyrus or told Cyrus concerning the kingdom. And a king like that, you don't just tell him, go and build something, and he will get up and build, commission people, write laws, in, include penalties of those who break the violate what, the laws of building that thing. It means that heaven must have lighted upon Cyrus and made him to see the value of the temple, right? The value of God's house. They would have, heaven must have done something to his mind to make him conceive. So it means that at this point, Cyrus, when it came to the, 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 the sense of worth, what is hidden within worship and within the temple God raised Cyrus up and sent him far ahead of the Jews. To, and he summarized that it's good that the temple of the Jews be built in Jerusalem. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So Cyrus did that. And then the Lord is saying the end of that is these treasures here. It's possible that maybe, I don't know because he wasn't a Jew, but somehow 
he, he would have, maybe he would have believed, he would have known somewhere that there's no way that I can build a temple for God and not be blessed. It's just that Cyrus couldn't continue until to see the end of that thing that he had commissioned to be done. Somewhere Cyrus would have had a bargain in his heart. This, I believe that somewhere in his heart, he would have rejected earthly glory and earthly throne. And he would have, they would have showed him the glory of, of, of worship, the glory of the temple. And he must have seen it and he must have desired it. Who knows what Cyrus would have done if they erected the temple and when they finished it. It's possible he might have remodeled his entire kingdom after this glory. What Cyrus saw was glory. This thing that God was saying to him, he knew what it meant. What he calls the, the treasures of darkness. So ask me, what is treasures of darkness? They are Treasures that are not, they are not in plain sight. They are, they are treasures that men can never see as treasures. That it will never occur to you. It will never, naturally, you will not, you will not see. And he said, the treasures of darkness and what? The, the hidden, what? It said hidden riches. So it's not just riches of secret places. Even in secret places, those riches are what are hidden. These are the kind of riches that they are calling you and I to look for. So if you're not ready for this kind of quest, do you understand? You will not, you will not prosper around God's word. You will always be getting tired. They have to encourage you. Why are you getting weak now? Ah. You're not seeing the point anymore. Okay, they will sit you down. Okay, all right, let's start from the beginning. Afresh again, something called faith. Faith is how you connect with the spiritual, the realm of the spirit, the other <laughs> world of things. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Um, the, the journey um, that it takes, so, so you cannot, every time, you cannot every single day journey through precepts into estimation of these riches. What do I mean by journey to precept? I mean that precepts are good for instruction. Precepts are tools to help you. But precepts cannot deliver riches to you. Right, precept will move you into the place where riches are kept. What he calls secret places is a place where what the precepts can move you into. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you understand me? Yes, that without moving, without the heart making movement you will always be forgetting why you are doing what you are doing. You will always be. They will always have to, be, to motivate you afresh. Sometimes when they say pray, you won't pray. You will just be looking. Sometimes I wonder, why is this person looking and not praying at this very moment when they said pray? 
And, I, and then the answer is very clear. It's, it's very clear that what they are praying for is foreign. It has no, it, it has no, it's not registering to you. It's not. So the, the praying guy has to now, okay, open the Bible. He has to now preach inside prayer session and say, okay, this is why you must pray because of this. Because, and those are precepts which they have to now re-inform you again. You will now consider, ah, we should pray for this thing. You understand what I mean? That's just an example I'm giving to you um, about these things that there is difficult. That's why in glory to Jesus, when God instituted worship, check it all through the Bible, there is a component of worship that is non-negotiable. It's, 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 God never institute worship without a component of journey. Without a, a what? Component of journey. Movement. There must be, there must be a movement to, for everything about about the, the, the worship. You know, God wanted to, the, the people of Israel, after they have even made journey, they, they established in Jerusalem, right? They were there. God wanted to then, what God really wanted to do is to tear down their temple and build it again. Maybe there's something about the old thing. They had gotten to, too used to, Everything. They don't, what, what offends God in, what was offending God, um, we can't, don't have time to read the Old Testament and read all this, mainly in the prophet, because the prophet shows you the attitude and the pain of God's heart towards Israel. What was pricking God in his heart about the nation? Right? It was after he has brought them, they came into the promised land, they not, things just continued going every year, coming, doing their sacrifices, you know, multiple times a year and all of that, it became a ritual. And God started getting pain and angry in his heart and said, no, you have, you missed the point of this thing. That really the purpose of the temple is, you must, is, is the heart being in touch with value. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that this is a place of treasure. You understand? It's not a place that you come to casually. It's not a, at some point before Jesus came, they started buying and selling all kinds of things. After a while, Jesus began to reject. He said, don't bring me anything. Don't offer anything. Anything you offer right now is an abomination to me. I'm actually not interested in any kind of offering. I take no pleasure in your bond sacrifices, in all of that. At some point, Jesus now, the Lord now agreed and said, how will we change things? Let's destroy the temple. Let them start afresh again. So the Lord allowed the king to come and raid Jerusalem, tore down the temple, took everything, took all the people captive. And God, God was happy. God said, that's fine. That's what I want. Then let them journey again to come back and rebuild it again. So this was... What he was teaching, telling Cyrus here was another, you know, it took them to an exile, right, from, to, to Jerusalem, sorry. Yes, and then they began to, the, the, the migration started again. 
to Jerusalem for the purpose of what? Building the temple. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. These are lessons that you, you need to learn, right? There are lessons that we must learn. So what summary of what I'm saying, because this is not really the main message, but I want, is, I want to just share something. That one thing that you must learn is, as a New Testament saint of God, you have to gain the concept of your own, your own journey, right? Your own movement, praise God, and your own, um, your own Jerusalem, your own place of worship. The, the power of New Testament worship is, is that New, New Testament worship is, the, uh, is, is designed with the integrity of the spirit. It's, it's designed by, um, it's actually higher than heaven. Like when you go to heaven, they worship God in heaven. But the worship they give to God there is not at the level that is of worship that is defined and commissioned in the New Testament. Right? I mean, when you are, they open the, the pattern of worship in the spirit in the New Testament. It's after the order of the world to come. It's actually the, it's the, the pattern of, of right spiritual worship. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the, the main goal of worship is when, you know, worship has levels. Worship has its levels. It, it increases. It, it worship increases. Worship was a bit high before. Genesis kind of worship was high. Then sin reduced worship. The law was very low. Right? There's a kind of worship that the law, you know, understand, was instituted. Glory to Jesus. But then there's, there's worship, pattern of worship in heaven, which is at a place higher than the earth, but that's not the, the, the ultimate kind of pattern of worship. The real pattern of worship, what qualifies worship, is that, is that it cannot be corrupted. Do you see that there is no... When you know that worship has been perfected, worship has, is now, this is now the, the highest standard of worship, is that there is no means to corrupt it. <laughs> and you know that the corruption of worship was the problem right from time. Right from time. The way sin began to manifest was in, in, the, in the corruption of worship. When they came to give sacrifice to God, it was a kind of a test of their heart like Abel and Cain. And they, they, came, they came to the mountain, they brought their things, glory to Jesus, and then God was looking at their heart. See, how would they do it? He saw the way Cain did it. He said, this thing has been corrupted. This is not the actual way of what, something is wrong with the heart of these guys. Sin has set in to spoil. So what does sin do? Sin is a, is a, is a corrupter of worship. Sin corrupts. It spoils worship. That, that was the seed of Satan. 
is to spoil the what? The worship of God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying today? Praise God. Now, worship in the spirit is what, what the thing that New Testament is for to, is to bring a pattern of worship and to raise worshipers who can arrive at a pattern of worship that is incorruptible. It's, it is flawless in its design. That's what Jesus called true worshipers. When he, was, he spoke about to that woman, right? And the woman was saying that, well, this mountain, glory to God. Uh-huh. Praise God. And he said that neither in this mountain anymore or in the other mountain will you what? Worship God because what? The time has come. When what will happen? The f- true worshipers. Amen. Are you following me? Please. I'm going a bit fast today because of time. I don't know. So just follow me, okay? You know when I'm preaching fast, there's a way it can just get... Um, if I'm preaching fast, there's a way you have to be attentive. Because if you're not attentive, you just leave, forget me, I'll be going, and then you will stay in one place. I don't want that, <laughs> please. So don't worry, just keep following me. Amen. Yeah. Um, the things I'm saying, they're not that hard. They're simple, just simple concepts. Right. Okay. Now we say that the hour cometh, and now is, when what will happen? True worshippers will do what? Will worship the Father, where? First in spirit. That's how you know a true worshiper, right? That's what makes a person a true worshiper. And these are, these are special commodity. They are not ordinary. Before this time, God has looked for men who will arrive at this. But men, like when you go to heaven, they are not true worshipers. You know, angels are not true worshipers. They, are, they have their standard of worship but it's not according to this pattern of worship. This pattern of worship is, is, a, is, a, is a quality of worship that is beyond, being corru- beyond corruptibility. And the, the, what makes for this worship to be raised, you have to raise beings, entity, who have the ability to carry and maintain such standard of worship without compromise, without fear, without variableness, without shadow of turning. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? It's, a, it's actually a, it's a major project by heaven to raise true worshipers. So what makes true worshipers? is ability to worship first in spirit. That is the, that's the great shift Do you know, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yes, now, what you call spirit here, that's why I said that this word spirit is a very vast word. We've not finished seeing fully what spirit call, what is called spirit here. Just from my heart, I will speak from inspiration of my heart. Maybe I won't be able to show you all the scripture to, 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 to prove it, but you can, if you can get a sense of what I want to say is that angels don't worship in spirit. They, are, they have where they worship. They worship in heaven. But they worship in their heaven. Right? It's a heaven. Their heaven is, is their own place. It's like a temple of their worship. 
that was designed for them to worship. The word spirit here is the sign of spirit. Amen. Amen. The sign of spirit. Careful, I'll be careful with my words, but try and get an understanding. The sign of spirit is that you don't need temple. So worship with temple is an aspirational worship. It aspires to a standard of what you call true worship. Right? It's to temple means help. That is temple is, is a help that is not with you. It's, you must go there. You must you must actually there are things in the temple that must help you. Like you don't have it at home. Do you have shoe bread at home? You don't have candlestick. The average Jew or Israelite doesn't have shoe bread, candlestick, all those things, altars, uh, golden altar, all of those things. He doesn't have anointing oil, all of the priesthood. He doesn't have that at home. So it means that he can't stand as a worshiper. No Israelite can stand as a worshiper by himself. Even the priest cannot stand as a worshiper alone by himself. The first person who stood like that was Jesus. No temple, nothing. He just stood, just him as a being. There's, there was, when they saw him, there was nothing absent concerning worship. Without Imagine a man, that's what shook the heavens. That's what made the angels worship him. How can a man just stand without temple? He's worshiping. They, they saw the, the quality, the standard of his worship is higher. See, me made so much better. For a man to be better than the heaven means he's better than the temple there. They, they look at all their altars compared to him, just a being, raising worship that they can't meet the standard of such an entity. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Glory to God. So there's this worship in spirit, like I said, is a worship where in, why, why is temple not needed? Because the, the beings of worship, true worshiper is a temple. Do you understand that? A, a true worshiper does not worship in a temple. A true worshiper is a temple of worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Right? Yes, sir. That is the, the pattern of worship in the world to come. Right? They say in the city that there is no temple therein. They found no temple. There's no need for a temple. Why? Because the beings who are the temple are in the worshippers. Right? But everything about temple has been inherited inside, inside men who are, who are worshippers. Praise Jesus. I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. So, so are you seeing the concept of temple as persons? I think Daddy was teaching this in dimensions in Houston. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. He went far. He opened it up. Went to Ezekiel. Amen. So you can make reference to this message. I don't know if you're able to listen to them. The ones that he taught after the LUA. They are very, very awesome and powerful messages. Explaining 
it explained this concept in depth, like the nitty gritty of this concept, but glory to God. So you see, he said, I saw no temple therein for what? The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are what? Are the temple. They are the temple of it. They are the temple. Amen. Amen. But every being in this city uh, have these two entities as their inheritance. Are you seeing? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, so, if you really think, what is really temple, really? What is, what is temple trying to, to show? Both the design, the architecture of it, and then the ordinances of service. What is the temple really trying to show? It's trying to show God. Right, just, just everything about God that is just designed into some kind of pattern. You see that? So when you think of a, a, a temple has an, an, a, a court, outer court, and has courts, and has a sanctuary, it has a most holy, that's God. God is, has courts in him. God has sanctuary. God has most holy inside of him. Everything in the temple, they are actually trying to show God who God is, really. The Lord God, you see, you keep seeing the Lord God and the Lamb. The God, God and the Lamb. God and the Lamb. God and the Lamb. God and his Lamb. God and his Lamb are the temple. These two entities are the entities that, in, that embody the the, the temple nature. The lamb is, the, is who enjoins man. Do you get that? Is who what? So what does that mean? These two things are two natures that constitute the, the final picture. They are, they are natures of arrival, or they are, they, these are final, final natures. When I say final, I mean that they are, they are, they are perfected eternally. They have finished, these are finished products. Do you see that? Yes, sir. They are, these ones no longer need saving, if I can use that language. There is nothing left to be completed in them. This is, this, these beings you see are the, the best of the best. They are the end of being. All quality of being, existence, they are in these beings. They are finished. They are end. When you talk of the, the end, this is what you call the end. Hallelujah. The ending. This is omega. These are, these are omegas, these beings here. 
Are you seeing them? But so they, they show them as two. Because they have two kinds. There's the, the God Almighty. You know that man is not there. No man can be a God Almighty. But men should be lambs. Do you see that? So, so the lamb there is the finished product of man. That is what is this lamb. But we, we saw that this lamb is, um, is uh, you know, their natures, right? Uh-huh. What I mean by that is <laughs> they, they are just showing you difference. There is a way they interact. If you want to know, oh, how will I be interacting with God Almighty in eternity after I've come into his eternal life? Right, the model of how will you interact with him is the lamb. Is how the lamb is okay. Where will be my position for eternity? Where does the lamb stay? That is your place. They must show them like that. They must show you that this is the lamb. <laughs> so it's always it's always God and the lamb. That's the picture of the of the of the end time. Do you understand that? It's what I say is what? It's God and who? God and the Lamb. Now, this Lamb was inside God Almighty before, like I explained to you before. That, but for the purpose to enjoin man to them, they would have to bring him out and put him at the place of offering. That was God's own sacrifice when he offered his own Lamb. And they slew him to change his form, to engraft man into Lamb. Because before... Before the foundation of the world, you can't address God's lamb as a man. Right? It is not nothing man at all about the lamb. It, for, 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 you, for the lamb to take on a, a kind of form that can be man-configured, or I'll call it man-compatible. I don't know if that's the word. He has to be offered. Well, to offer him means that God will say, I will allow you to change. I, will, I want to bring you out from me. I, want to, I will bring you out from, from myself, right? And I will, I will slay you. To slay you means I will allow life transition. I will cause you, I will make you not just be in the original way you were before. I will change you and I will empower you with, with things. That's why you see the eyes and the horns coming out, which are not ordinary. They are the equipment that, do you understand what I mean? That, that, that enables such a, a, a being who has married man to function in God. Are you seeing those things? Glory to Jesus. You now wonder, okay, how would the lamb, it's called the lamb. How would the, we, we, we all be in the lamb. Yeah, we'll all be in the lamb because we will, everywhere he's going, we'll follow him everywhere he's going, whithersoever he goeth. You will now discover that this lamb is the sign such that anywhere he is, there is a place for you. When I say you, I mean anybody who will do what? Anybody who will follow after him to the end. Right? My father's house and many mansions were not so I would have told you. For I'm, I'm going there to prepare. And after preparing the place, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, that there you may, that you may be also. 
that where I am, there you may be also. That's why he that overcometh will sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and sat with my father in his throne. It is marriage. So it's clear that the lamb is married to God, right? But at the end, now show you, I will, they now show, took you to a great and high mountain. Let me now show you the lamb's wife. Right? It's, so it's actually marriage for marriage. You marry him because, so that you can be married to who he's married to. Right? Because you can't be married directly. Right? It's like a kind of mathematics of oneness. You might know that I am in you and me. I am my father, I am that, that kind of mathematics of John chapter 14. Praise Jesus Christ. Thank you. Are you understanding that? That's John 14. That, that day you shall know that I am in my father, you in me, and then and I in you. So if you are in me and I in you and I am in my father, it also means that you are in my father by me being in you and I being in my father. Praise Jesus. Are you, are you understanding this? So are you seeing this kind of, this pattern is the, this is the image, if you want to picture what is true worship in the spirit. True worship. True worship in the spirit. <laughs> wow, you say, wow, okay, the temple Okay, our beings are God. Does that mean that God also worships? Yeah, God worships. What do you mean by that? God worships. What do you mean God? What does he worship? God worships his life. Don't see worship as bowing down. See worship as devotion. See worship as, as what is, it is allegiance. See worship as love. You, you notice that you discover that there's nothing that the Father will ever tell you to do that he's not doing. In the true meaning of worship, God has been doing that since. That's the secret of his eternal life. Is that the way he regards that life, he regards it in such a way that he can never shift from it. That's really the definition of worship. And all he's just calling men is what all have been doing since. Come and do it with me. That is the blessed, blessed call and invitation. It's a glorious invitation to all mankind that God will say, this thing that I'm doing, this is my, my attention. Can, I, can we add men to come and worship with us the way that we do what? That we do, we do worship. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you get the picture? So, for the raising of true worshippers, to raise true worshippers, first of all, first of all, first of all, first thing, don't, don't think of anything else. This is the first thing. You must find a way to move them into the spirit. Mm. 
You must find a way to do what? Move them into the spirit. You have to move them into the spirit. Because anything done outside the spirit does not count. According, it's like, you're talking of orders of, of worship. There's no way you can do religious things so well that God will take notice. There's no way you will try, you can't resurrect, of course, the law of the Moses. You can't go back to that. There's nothing, God has rejected it forever, that this thing cannot satisfy me. Another thing that God has done is that even the, the, the heaven, the worship of heaven, the present heaven, God is the one who designed it, who taught them, who raised them, who gave them the, the capacity, the ability, the nature with which they worship. But God has said that this is not my standard of worship. That's why you can't just go into heaven to sing is not good enough as a life ambition. Amen. That's what we've been sold in Christianity. It's okay to, that, <laughs> to begin with. It's better than just loving the earth and wanting to stay here or going to hell. But going there is not the, the main goal. Because you have to think about God is thinking about the future. He's thinking about the future. He's thinking about a new world. He calls it the world to come. And said so that unto the world to come, has he not put in subjection the what? Has he, not put, he has not put in subjection. The, unto angels has he not put in subjection what? The world to come. I love it, whereof we speak. This is it's whereof we speak. So it means that everything they've been talking, Paul, Peter, we, all those guys who have been speaking, they are speaking concerning something. Don't ever make a mistake that we're talking about you going to heaven. There's a world whereof we speak. It's just that you're making errors in judgment can reduce our speech to a just, uh, you know, a, a lower thing to make you think we are talking about something lower. But it's that everything you've ever heard is about a world to come. It's a new world. You need that consciousness of a new world. If you ha- don't have the consciousness of a new world, you won't move into the spirit. You won't live in the spirit. You'll be satisfied where, where you are. And then you will, you, will, you will feel you're okay with what you're doing as long as I will go to heaven. Do you understand that mindset of I, I will make heaven or something? Glory to Jesus. But he said that unto the angels has he not put inward in subjection. So if they didn't put the world to come in subjection to angels, would they put it in subjection to people who came to squat in angels' house for some time? Which is what every believer who dies and goes to heaven is. The present heaven is their house. No matter what you, no matter what you do, you can never make that place your own. <laughs> it wasn't made for man. You see, the present heaven was not made for man. The only place it's made for man, first, this earth was made for man for it, to use it for something. And the world to come were made for man. The heaven, this heaven, 
The same heaven that Elijah went to, that Moses went to, Abraham, those men went to. That heaven wasn't made for men. It's, it belongs to where? To angels. So the men, the beings who they put in the world to come, what does it mean in subjection? In subjection. You know, this subjection is a pattern of God. It's actually the, when I say subject, I mean the subjection of worlds. is a, a pattern of God, of, of God, but Satan changed it. He has his own pattern. It's different pattern. In God's pattern, worlds should be subject to men. In Satan's pattern, let make, let's make men subject to walls. Wow. Do you see that? Right? It's like when God made the earth, God put the earth in subjection to him. Under his feet. Let him have dominion. Subdue it. Subdue it as a pattern, that man. Man, the earth must never be greater than man. That wasn't the, the plan of God. Man should subdue the earth. The, the earth should be in subjection. The heavens should be in subjection to angels, which, which it is. In heaven, the heavenly materials, they don't rebel against the beings who are there. The, the beings of heaven, they have control over the heavens. They actually, they possess their realms. The realm of the second heaven can't stop burning. He can't change his mind and say, we don't want to burn anymore. Can we, can we flash? Can we spark or something? <laughs> Praise God. They don't, it doesn't shift. Walls are, walls are meant to be in subjection. Right now, the earth is a rebel. The earth is rebelling against man because man has lost the power to keep the earth, in sub, to subdue the earth. He has lost the, the ability to subdue the earth, so the earth, the earth can swallow the man. The sea can just wake up one day and say, this whole area, I'm, I, want to take it, I want to take over this whole place. <laughs> and the sea will be giving warning. The meteorologists, they will study, they will start warning, hey, all of you, evacuate, Something is coming, oh, the sea has made a decision that this is your land. It doesn't matter how many of your forefathers are, how many generations this land has been with you. The sea had need of it, oh. <laughs> you see, keep people who pack their belongings, the little things they can, their family, they are running away because what? A tsunami is coming. The sea can just decide. It wasn't like that before. When, when God determined, Job was given insight. Who, who told the river? that you can only come this far. That was the original design that God, and then after God did, God did that, then God put the key to that, gave it to man. Hey, hey. So, so technically man should be able to tell the river, hey stop there, don't, don't encroach. This is land, we're using this area. Don't come into this place. You should be able to. Tsunami shouldn't be raging in the sea anyhow. Like when Jesus and Adam came and the, the sea began to manifest its normal nature, he didn't know that there's another regime right now, which is an interim government. 
glory to God. He, 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 it, it, that storm, glory to God, was, you know that storm, how many ships has it has that, that storm <laughs> taken? <laughs> you know that they, they name storms according to men, people's names. They, they <laughs> because they're almost like living things. Eh? They just rise up and say, we have come for our, sacri- our yearly sacrifice to take what we normally take. And then that storm rose up and began to misbehave. And Jesus looked at it. Hey, peace, be still. Be still. Be still. So that's what he calls subjection. That the earth was subject to him. Because he was an Adam. The man who earth should be subject to. Praise God. So you see, walls are meant to be put in subjection. By men. Why? Why? Because, because the, within the man of the world should contain the word of its framing. It's, it's through word. Walls are framed. By faith we know that, that walls were what? Are framed by the word of God. And things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. Glory to God. So the design is that God will use a word to frame a world and then he will frame the man for the world and put the word of that world inside the man. Do you see that word? When they are now saying, whereof we speak? You know, he was speaking concerning a specific word. He must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest we should let them sleep. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received what he just, just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So this so great salvation which was first spoken by the Lord, see first the, the Lord was the first person who spoke of it. And then who they are now confirmers of all the Lord said. You see all the fivefold ministries, the apostles, the prophet, they are ministries of confirmation. They are not inventors. They don't invent anything. Wow. It's actually, it's, the, it's just the message of the Lord. That's the same salvation, the same so great salvation which the Lord began to speak concerning is what they confirm. To, 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 to confirm a word means to, to make it firm, is, is to institute the word. You know, Jesus didn't do that ministry. Jesus just introduced the ministry. And he raised people to, that was why he gave gifts unto men. He, he gave them that ministry. For the, it's for a confirmation. It is confirmed to us. Praise Jesus. Do you understand that? To, to them that, word, that heard him. So it's very clear. This word of so great salvation is, is the word of the world to come. Is the world of the world where such salvation exists, but it's not committed to angels, right? It is it will, it will be committed to the men of who of that world, which is glory to Jesus hallelujah. of the world to come. Praise God, hallelujah! hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, so I'll just showed you what I just showed you in summary is when you're talking about what, what you're learning, when you're learning spirit, we are saying that what you're learning is you're learning a pattern of a pattern of 
of a perfect world. Say, and the devil knows that. He would like to make the spirit look, you know, um, uninteresting, look what, look strange, look weird, look, um, you know, not beautiful, look not interesting, make it look outdated, make it look, you know, old, make you look like you're not current. Make you, you know how spirit life is branded by Satan. He, he will just, he, he, he will bring his own glory. Now, his own glories are, are, are lawless glories, you understand? So, Satan can, you know, you know men are, are not meant to live based on physical glories. You know that God is actually below the design of man, right? Man shouldn't be pursuing earthly glories, glories that are in the physical. And God will, God will be a sinner to do that. You understand? Like some things we expect God to do. Can you just make eternal life so glory? Let all men, let my neighbor see it and be jealous. You understand what I mean? Because maybe your neighbor shines with his car, you know, and you just, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you, the kind of neighbors you have, some, some neighbors are, they are agents, eh? they're just, glory to God. Well, it's according to what they know, but they will just, you know, you didn't even ask a question, you just want to maybe water your lawn or something, and then you just, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time, you know, how have you been? Oh, I haven't been, just in my house, you know, I just there, you know, just, you know, my investments and then my this and my that and those things. And you know what I'm talking about? It's just, maybe that thing is telling you, he hasn't seen anybody to tell that thing to for a long time. So, <laughs> what's that? It's an advertisement just to, to, just to let you know that things are going on as we are in this street, you know. This street is quiet, but things are not quiet. Life is not quiet. Things are happening, you know what I mean? Right? And you, you are just living in the spirit. <laughs> you are just trying to live in the spirit. And then you, after talking his own, you think of your own. You know, what can I? What? Well, you can't really share your own things because. You have to not look for something to tell him, you know, that let it not be as if he has spoken and you don't want to speak, or as if you, have, you feel like maybe some, you understand what I mean? But, but there's a way we, somewhere we desire, ah! Is there a way for eternal life to just manifest somehow, you know, that would just be. Have you ever spoken to some, maybe your family members or something, and they are wondering, what is wrong with this fellow? Like, what are you. Actually, I know it's more painful when they come with honest heart. They just want, they just want to know. Like, do you understand? They, because there's a place where they are looking for you, but they are not seeing you there. But they feel that this, you are too responsible. You are doing something. Okay, what? Can you just? What is the thing? What are your plans? What are you? you and, ah, when you check that thing, and you, ah, you can be tempted. But when you now, you now try to see yourself explaining your occupation, and then 
you now hear it how it sounds, you know, in your inside mind. You know, it can play something to you. Ah, you, just, you just say, let me pass on this thing. You just, are you understand? <laughs> you, think, you think you're the only one who suffers that? You, now, can you tell me what did Jesus suffer in Nazareth? When, Right? You know, imagine Jesus Christ coming from that thing, and it's, you know, he went to the temple, he, been, he was in the temple for days, and coming back, and imagine all his friends just in their story of, you know, when he went to the feast, this happened, that happened, this one, and this one. What of Jesus? What about your own? And you know that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> ah? Praise God. Hallelujah. It's very clear that that is father's business. He can't tell everybody about the father's business. They won't even understand. You know, he didn't explain details to even his parents. He just said, don't you know I must be about my father's business? He didn't explain what it is to them. Because it's hard to, to communicate. There is a, there is a, is a kind of suffering, it's a kind of death, for you to live a life that cannot be seen by men. A life that cannot be validated by men. That for, for some people to even know that you are doing something for God, in Jesus' case, heaven literally had to open and a voice literally had to come down and tell everybody, this is my beloved son in whom I, I don't care about all of you, what you think concerning him. You might think he's a recluse, you might think he's a weird guy and all that, but look, I am well pleased with him. That's all that matters. Just, he was just announcing to them, I'm okay with Jesus. I'm well pleased. In whom I am well pleased. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. My beloved son in whom I am what? In whom I am in whom I am well pleased. On Wednesday we're teaching about walking worthy of the Lord. Unto what? Unto all pleasing. You need to be armed with this kind of mind to, it's not easy to reap future men from the present, right? Because everything about the present will, will make war against, against giving attention, that pilgrimage into the spirit to, 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 to can you, you know that, that kind of vocation, that desire that to carve out a life in the spirit? To, to have an inheritance of life in the spirit. To find satisfaction, to find rest, and then to find preoccupation, to find business in the spirit. It's not easy because when you're busy in the spirit, you don't usually look too busy outwardly. You, sometimes you feel like, ah, even if it's just a so as so as someone can know you are doing something. You know that feeling that validation, that just feeling, let me just know that I have, I've, this time I've been spending in the spirit is not just wasting 
you know, I'm not just doing anything. I'm not just, you know, let, Lord, let it, can there just be something? You might say, okay, can even that heaven open? Let a voice come down. <laughs> even if they can just announce to my, all my family that this is my beloved son. And he's my beloved son. No? Maybe in the dream your dad will just appear. The Lord will appear to you and say, that is my son. I've, there's the work I have commissioned him to do. He won't be like other children to just leave him alone unto me. And then all of your family, everybody, will now gather and now call you and say, the Lord has spoken to all of us. And we just want to release you to the Lord. We know that you are a breed of the spirit. So we want to release it. Freedom, eh? And they will start respecting you. You know, man of spirit. We know that. We all know that all our life is nothing. That we are not doing anything. You are the one who is really walking for God. So we just want to tell you that. <laughs> we know that everything you are doing is for us because we don't have the power to pursue God in this manner. But you are the Lord has chosen you and has blessed you and me. So don't worry. We'll take care of it. Don't, you. Don't even need to work. We'll be sending money to your account so that you can devote yourself to the Lord and just pursue Him. <laughs> So you can just labor in the spirit for us. <laughs> I wish that, you know. I wish it can happen that way. You know, someone like John the Baptist, everybody, Israel was gone. Israel, was, there was no word of the Lord. The priests have become almost useless. There was, there was nothing in the priesthood. And they imagine giving birth to a child and they move him into the wilderness, separating, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It was, John the Baptist was strange. Jesus. Strange man in that time. You understand? He kept waiting, waiting, waiting for the Lord. Was faithful in what the Lord called him. You think of the role that John the Baptist played, right, for Jesus to come. But at the end, what was his reward? They beheaded him. The way they even beheaded him wasn't even in a nice way, you know? Because it wasn't like they said, ah, this man, we are not worthy of you. Let's just kill you so that, you know, and send you to God who sent you so that we can live our life or something like that. It was a very weird way. They were having a party and then the woman, maybe she was even drunk and said, what do you want? I want as my gift the head of John the Baptist. You know that kind of thing? You wonder, what was heaven doing that they allow him to die? You know, after, after Jesus came and, who do you go to see in the wilderness? Yeah, more than the prophet. You expect him to die, yeah, more than the prophet death. But he didn't die that kind. You know, those things are statements in the Bible. They're telling you, where does God, how does God count things? Right? Sometimes you don't consider those things. Now, I'm not saying they're going to behead you. God, it's not, it's not about beheading you, okay? The Bible has been written. They've, they've, let's, thank, let's thank God that they have finished the... Right? Uh-huh. They've paid it all. <laughs> John the Baptist has been beheaded, so we can read it and learn. You, know, you understand? So... As long as you learn, praise God. But so you see how look at how Jesus died. Jesus is glorious to us. 
because of our sight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Over time, but it wasn't glorious. He died a shameful death. It, was, it didn't feel good. Do you understand me? Have you ever felt shame before? Where all your people, just being rejected by your closest friend is, is, is bad enough. Have you been rejected by people, or your, all the guys you grew up with, your family, your place where you came from, and then your entire nation, people gather, they now chose a thief instead of you, telling you that what you were, you are, they were telling Jesus, Jesus, you are a disgrace to us. You are a disgrace. Our, everything our, our parents suffered, Abraham, Isaac, bringing the law, all these things. You are bringing all this strange stuff, bringing heresies, bringing all these things. You are a disgrace to us. You are worse than this thief, Jesus. That was the shame. That's the shame of the gospel. Do you, do you understand that? Now, you, they will not hang you on a cross like Jesus and all of those things, but you're not exempt from the shame. If you will, if you will have the glory, right? You, can't, you cannot have the glory that they hid in the spirit without suffering the shame of, be, of being spiritual. Wow. Wow. Without the, the shame of the, of the spirit. There's always a shame in the eyes of men. There will always be something shameful about the, the, the life of the spirit. Glory, why is that? Because you are choosing to dress yourself with another format of glory that the world does not recognize, that's only recognized where? In the spirit. So true worshipers, the time has come now is when true worshipers will do what? Worship what the Father in where? In spirit and truth. And like I said before, you cannot raise true worshipers without the first thing, they must learn what? You must learn to what? To live. You must learn to move into the spirit. You must learn how to to stay in the spirit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Are you seeing what I mean by spirit? Spirit is not just, oh, I'm in the spirit. No, I'm talking about, when you say, ah, oh, I'm trying to connect the spirit, I'm not invalidating that. What I'm trying to say is that your, your attitude is not the spirit. The spirit is what you are trying to connect. It's, it's a world of thoughts, it's a world of laws, it's a world of, of idea. You can sit down and be thinking spirit. Just you are, because you are in the spirit. Same way you can be thinking about your work for some time, your earthly occupation. You can take time and be thinking spirit. If you, are, you can think about grace for 30 minutes, right? thinking about what grace is in its various shapes. And of course, your, the map of your reasoning are scriptural precepts of that thing called grace. Precept will guide you. Precept launch you into the spirit, right? What precept does, it helps to find openings through which your, your heart can move into the spirit, to touch the materiality of the things in the spirit. If you, you can stay on that meditation upon the grace of God, 
the, the riches of his grace, for example. There are many aspects of the riches of grace that is spiritually tangible that can rest upon your heart. Do you know one secret of having grace is to think on grace. When you begin to meditate upon grace, you know that the precepts of grace can show you that's the, the, one of the power of precept is to bring demonstration. Demonstration is to, is to like to, it's like to animate it. Is to, demonstration means it show it to you in the spirit. Do you see that? Like if you, I open the scripture and begin to teach about the grace of God, right? I'll teach you, I can teach you about grace as a commodity. I'll teach you about grace as an empowerment, right? For spiritual living. And I can begin to show that to you through the epistles and all of those things. Now, when I teach you, I'm showing you grace, precepts here, right? In this, your, in, your, in your mind, your, your, your thinking. You can think on those scriptures. And those scriptures will form precepts, which are spiritual, meditation. When you stay with those things, they begin to, they begin to be a demonstration. The demonstration is that you, no longer, you don't see grace as a word in the Bible. When you move, you see in the spirit, you, you begin to see grace as, an, as a, a property of the soul. In the, and when you are seeing grace property, you can begin to do differentiation. You can see grace, soul with grace, soul without grace. Properties of souls with grace and souls that are graceless. Their way, their function. You see types of those things in the spirit. You just, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Those things, are, it's like a, they are demonstrations. Are you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? Do you are you getting me? And anything that, that has to do with your soul. Now, when you, that's why it's difficult for you. When you say that if you live after the flesh, you'll die. But only through the spirit can you modify the deeds of the flesh. Now, if you don't move into the spirit, right, it will be very difficult for you to discern, to live righteously in terms of to discern what things about your nature are wrong. All right, why you, okay, you just behave in this way. You just did this. Is it actually okay <laughs> for me to have this maybe posture about this thing or this heart attitude about the other thing? Is that the right way? Now, if you try and judge that just from, okay, okay, <clears throat> what verse of the Bible now, what, does, what did Paul say about this particular thing? That's a very long road. Right? The time to consider precept, mainly, precept mainly is not a, a tool for living. It's like, imagine you enter a plane, right? You're about to travel to somewhere, and then you get to the cockpit and you see the, the pilot with textbook. Right? 
I mean that you are, guys have boarded the plane, everything, it's time to go right now. And you are traveling across the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. And then you see what the instruction of the laws of flight and how to, and, and the guy is sweating. And he's sweating. <laughs> What will you do, sir? <laughs> huh? <laughs> That's not the place for that, man. Now, is that textbook, is it useless? Now, can you fly without that textbook, without knowing that textbook? No. Necessary. You have to. In fact, you must have eaten that textbook front, back, center, everywhere. You must have... You must have masticated it and everything. But is it in that time of flying that you do that? That's not the, do you understand what I'm trying to That's how it is. But sometimes we can't connect these things. We don't know the difference between precept, the role of precepts and lines and doctrine and all of these things. So we mix everything together and we're just doing that and you can be in the same spot. Do you get what I'm saying? When something is in the precept stage, for it, there's a journey it takes before it arrives at living. There's a, it's a process. You get what I'm saying? The, every, for every precept of the word, when you're learning precept, you can start learning precept here, anywhere, in meeting, in listening to messages. It's like you're in school. You are, you are taking in precepts. You are taking in precepts, taking in precepts. You have that spiritual process. You understand what I'm saying? But when it comes to living those precepts, at some point, those precepts should have opened the door into the spirit for you. Right? You only live in the spirit. You can't live out precepts. God. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Now, for that, that air pilot, for what is in the textbook, to have gotten him to the point where he can just man as a being, just sit in a cockpit, and inside him has everything it takes to pick that airplane from the runway, move it into the sky, keep it in the sky. In the sky, you have all kinds of things happening. He has the answer to every question that the clouds are asking, the winds are asking. He knows how to navigate, to land in another continent across the Atlantic Ocean. Now, the skill to do that, right, to move it from textbook into a, a being, there are many phases. And they, they've tested him at different phases, right? So at, at some point, it means that to take that flight in an aeroplane, before he, he got to a place where he entered the actual plane and actually moving the equipment, he has taken journeys many times. Many times, many times. See that cockpit, he has seen it from reading. From reading. You read and after a while, the picture is forming. At this time you do this, you do that. This way, that. You get what I'm saying? When they write some, some exams, it's to test spirit. It's not to test your knowledge. If you are still you're just here writing, you can't pass some exams. So they will just set you a practical question in front of you and say, okay, solve this one. 
you know that's the high point of exam, real exam, when it comes to professional exams in a lot of fields. They're not just testing your memory. What they are testing is that, let's throw you into a situation. Can, can you hear in the moment the right thing to do? It means that what you are learning must have changed from book. It must have become a, a voice. It has become, it has become in other words, learning what learning of precept, what it turns into are portals. Yes, sir. From where inspiration, creativity comes. That in, in scriptures turn to doors. Do you get what I'm saying? That when the pilot is, is operating, when something happens, what to do comes to him. It's, it, it's like this. It doesn't need to say chapter this of the book of aviation, verse this, when this happens. No, 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 no. He's, I get what I'm saying. Now, something speaks to him here. He understands what to do. Where is it coming from? It's because of the doors of fellowship with that thought, which his learning has opened up to him over time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, he said, oh, ah, I, wow. It's the life I need to live. I just need to be this way. Sometimes you have it like that. But going from reading Bible to that, you don't know how to, to get there. But if we don't understand, the, don't settle into that occupation of, of the spirit, staying in the spirit. That you're not in the spirit. That's where life is defined. Praise God. <laughs> what I mean by life is defined. Life as it should be lived, as it can be lived. Glory to God. Hallelujah. True worshippers, right? True worshippers are not beings of precepts alone. They are, first of all, being entities of the Spirit. They are, the Spirit has become fully their own land completely. Then, but in the Spirit, there are things in the Spirit. But there is what you call truth in the Spirit. Right. That's what makes them true worshippers. Yeah. yeah, true worshippers are, are souls of men who have found truth in the spirit. The, the journey into truth in the spirit is a far journey, too. It's an incremental journey. It's a journey of ascension. Ascension. Say ascension. Ascension. You can't ascend. So what is ascension? Ascension is a journey of worship. It's still, is a, is a journey of worship. It's also a journey. It's a journey in the pursuit of true worship. Yes, that's the right way. Yes, yes. Ascension is the journey of the soul in the pursuit of what? True. Because 
the, the mountain of God, the way God um, constituted his mountain, you can't see true worship except from a mountain vantage point. Is a what I mean by that is a vantage, is a point in the spirit. True worship, there's an exactness to true worship. That is actually when you move into the spirit, that is the real school. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? That's the real school in the spirit is to arrive. Of course, you can't learn that outside the spirit. But when you move, you have now gained, learned, learned how to, you have learned how to, to calm down and stay in the spirit. You get what I'm saying? It's not, it's not when you begin to learn being in the spirit that, now, you understand what I mean by being in the spirit now? Okay. I've tried to explain. I did my best, right? It's not being, oh. And I'm not saying you can't do that. <laughs> you understand me? As long as you are, you are keen into the, the realm, it's a world of fellowship. You understand what I mean? And so, so when, when, you are, when you begin to attend the school of the Spirit and the, the Spirit begins to, to open up to you, you per, how you know the Spirit is opening up to you is that you perceive more than just Scripture. You perceive... Um, things you can, you can, um, but it's not. I'm not just saying it's, it's not you are, you are feeling things. I'm, it's, it's a it's perception that is based on judgment, right? It's on a lot of spiritual judgment. It's, it's, it's based on education that you have, that you are not able to. That's why when you are in the spirit, you can judge wrong natures, wrong attitude, wrong behavior. You know, no, this is not right in the spirit. Even though, when they say why is it not right, you might not even be able to throw a scripture right away. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's no scripture, but if they give you time, you will find the scriptures yeah. and say that no, these are the reasons why. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, the place we aspire to, that spiritual sensitivity, right, you, you must master staying in, your, in the, your cause in the spirit. In moving, enroll in the school of the spirit. Don't be absent. Be going there every day. Every day. Just be, be staying there. Let the, the world of these things fade, grace, right? Righteousness, peace, joy. Those are spiritual schools. They are causes in the, in the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yes, so now, amen. If I don't establish the main thought, uh, glory to God, I was going to say, um, but I feel the Lord wants to speak concerning. Um, thank you. Is that the, when you're in the spirit, what you find in the spirit is a, is a curriculum of ascension. Right? It's to how to make the soul ascend. When you are not in the spirit, it's, it's actually difficult to see ascension outside the spirit. All you will see are scriptures, right? That's why when you, are, when you are learning plenty of scripture, but you are not enrolled in the school of the spirit, it's difficult to put things together in a, in a wholesome way, right? It's difficult to see the holy mountain only from precept alone. Even though you can read the verse concerning it, you don't really know what that means. 
Because where the holy mountain is, is actually in the spirit. But once you move into the spirit, vision changes. How you see things change. What you see in the spirit is a mountain of ascension. It's, and, and somewhere you can you begin to smell where your, your position in that mountain. You know when you start at the base of a mountain and you look up, you see height above you. And you see that mountain has a precision point. It's to arrive at a vantage point in the spirit. What's the vantage point? It's a place from where you see worship from. Like to see the city. See, so it carried me in the spirit away. Let's see Revelation chapter 21. And it carried me away in the spirit. In the sea. Carried me away. Where? In the spirit. It's in the spirit. This mountain is not outside the spirit. For you to have this, this point, you get what I'm saying? They were just, what was happening here? They were just making, you know what, what John saw were not precepts. This book of Revelation is not a book of really precepts. Is actually, they just showed him the spirit. Said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's how it began. Suddenly, I, I was in the spirit. I heard a voice saying unto me. They began to show him, they were just showing him things in the spirit. They were using pictorial, you know, revelation, all kinds of things to show him. So what John was saying, when he said great and high mountain, it's not like mountain here. Are you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a mountain from where you can see the city of God. Do you see that? It's only from this point can you see the city. He says, he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And then he did what? Showed me that great city, the holy word, Jerusalem, descending where? Descending. Out of what? Out of heaven from God. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Descend out of where? Heaven from God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Climbing this mountain. <laughs> Ask someone, do you want to be a mountain climber? Tell them that the mountain is in the spiritual. that if you're not, you're not ready for activity in the spirit, you will just be spending time but doing nothing, right, because, thank you. Let's read Isaiah chapter 2 as we just try to round up.
Amen. Amen. Isaiah 2 said, The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it came to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the what? top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it and many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us of his ways and then we shall what? Walk where? In his paths for what? Out of Zion shall the what? Go for the law and the word of the word of the Lord from, from Jerusalem. So you see the mountain of, verse 2 calls it the mountain of the Lord's house. So what does this mean? It means it's the mountain of the Lord's house. The, if it's the mountain of the Lord's house, verse 2 calls it, makes it maybe, verse 3, sorry, makes it a bit clearer, he said. Then people shall go and say, come ye, and let us go up to, he calls it first, the mountain of the Lord. Then he now calls it to the house of the God of Jacob. So the, so the mountain of the Lord's house is a, is a mountain that is a house, right? The, the house is a mountain, right? It's the house of the God of Jacob. then he calls it the mountain of the Lord. The mountain of the Lord. The house of the God of Jacob. Then the mountain of the Lord's where? The Lord's house. Now, he said that the time will come when this mountain, so it's the same thing as the Lord's house, or you can call it the mountain of his house, that it shall be established at, in the top of Mountain. The word in the top of the mountain is trying to say that it will be established above. Right? It's not really saying that the mountain will then sit on the other mountains. It's just what is the, at the top just means that it will be higher. It will, it will be every other mountain will be small compared to this mountain. Because that's why Many people will then go and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, for he will then teach us, so teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the Lord. So you see, you see ways, paths, those are the, the what a mountain is for, is, is, the, is for teaching of ways, and the giving of what? Of paths. Praise Jesus. Do you know that there is difference between walking on the road and climbing a mountain? Mm-hmm. A mountain is an opposition. 
it's like, it's different. Really, a mountain, the way to climb a mountain is not usually apparent. Sometimes you need somebody who has found the way. Someone who doesn't know the way can try and get to a point. He doesn't know how to go anymore because he doesn't know where to put his feet. He doesn't know where the, the, where's the right place. And that was parts, mountain parts are not self-evident. They're not easy. Even animals who climb mountains are special. Right? They are, you need a specific kind of feet. The Bible calls it hind's feet. Right? That is designed for finding steps on a mountain or steps. Amen. I want you to see what I explained to you before as the mountain in the spirit. When you move into the spirit and you begin to see the mountain becomes evident to you. One of the things that really, that first hits you, when you begin to take your spiritual occupation, one thing that hits you first is, you see, you see a lot of, you see promise. You see, that's, that's, it's beautiful to be, to be in the spirit. It's beautiful for your, your eyes to be opened up. Right, like, like John's eyes were just open. And he began to see. The moment he moved into the spirit, all manner of things. It's awesome. But one thing about being in the spirit is that you, you feel something. You feel you, the, the, the weight of the call, of the task. It, it almost it feels weighty to you. One thing that usually happens when they show you statues in the spirit is that you feel helpless concerning statues in the spirit. <coughs> If you are able to see that, you are blessed. Any, you know, any, there's a way you can see um, um, religious frame. You know, religious frame are usually easy somehow. They just put their frame somehow. And then men like those ones because it can easily be copied. Just... Just copy how he's doing it or how she's doing it. You just, before you know it, you have become like him. You're already religious after the same. That's how all the Pharisees became the way they were. You know, that Pharisee must have been an evil spirit that configured for me first in one man. Who knows, maybe his name is Mr. Fariso or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the first guy who interacted with the, the spirit of the Pharisee, right? So just design him a kind of way you can, there's a way you can be righteous in a certain manner that all men will like and all that. Maybe he just, he just, wow, what a guy. I like the way he handles this, law, this legal, this God, this, this thing about you know, the law and all that. Before you knew it, another guy would start behaving like him. Maybe he wears his cap this way. The guy would start wearing his cap that way. All of that. The way he prays. You no, know, Jesus described them. They pray in the street corner. All of those things. With many words and all of that. You know, those things are fashions. They can easily be copied. Easily. And people like that type. They say, hey, what do you guys learn in your fellowship? Well, you know, it, you know it, it's nice when you have a fellowship that has some kind of things where, you know, people like, it's easy to join something that you can participate in yeah. easily. Yeah. When, you, when you just enter, where well, they have the music group, their dance group, they have their this, they have the that, they have the this, choose one, you go into one department, because everything there is easy, you can easily do it. 
You might even have more skill than the guys. You can, hey, get out of here. There's a new trend right now. There's a way we can read. You know what I mean? But when you move into a spiritual zone, it's different. First of all, it doesn't seem as if anything is happening until your eyes are open. And they're able to make you see into the spirit. When you, when you begin to see into the spirit, what do you see? You see statues in the spirit. Things that are invisible to men. Buildings of natures. That area, men are always helpless. The, the first reaction is helplessness. Because if they say, go about and build that thing, horror will fill your heart. How do, I, how do you even begin to develop such a thing? Like when they, if they can show you the perfect statue of, let's just say charity, let's just say charity in the spirit. That thing just called charity, you, they show you the, the mountain, that's the, the fruit of the mountain. You say, okay, can you build that thing like that? I'm not saying behaving like giving your body to be born. I don't mean all of those things. I mean kindness that breeds. Living kindnesses. Long suffering. Patience. Do you see those, all those things? Those are. Do you know how to? Let's say, when you, let's say you copy it. Do you know how to make it live? Because if it's not living, maybe you copy it to do a, a job right now. You know, but the next next two seconds, spirits have changed the challenge. <laughs> eh? It's different. The skill of such things is only found in the spirit. So when you get there, the first thing you will see is a great mountain. And the way of ascension is not apparent. Yes, sir. You can't easily see the steps of the mountain. Yes, Help. It's true. There's what they call the, it's called the school of the spirit yes. to teach the soul yes, how sir. to ascend the mountain. To, to climb a spiritual mountain with your soul. You must be taught. You must be instructed. But the Lord is saying, it shall come to pass. Yeah. The prophecy that's going to come to pass. This is what will happen in the last days. That all the mountains, these other mountains are mountains which men climb. You know, they are mountains of other kinds of worship where spirits have taught men how to worship. The Bible says that the mountain of the Lord's house will be what? Established. Top of, of the mountain. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no time to go further, but let me, let me say something. Now, what makes mountain climbing you know the meaning of mountain climbing now is to elevate your nature into to, to, to that image in the spirit. You understand what I mean? What makes mountain climbing so difficult is because of mountains in man. Mountains where? In man. Mountains in men. Have you ever seen a mountain climbing a mountain before? That's the problem. When you get to the mountain, it's without check. Ah! Me to my mountain. How can this thing 
climb this one? When they say, okay, can you just take the first step? You know, I discover that, man, I'm a mountain. I'm not meant for climbing. I'm meant for being. That's just, I'm a stationary object. <laughs> now, are you seeing that? So are you seeing what Satan has done? Eh? Do you see Satan? It's to, it's to maim men in the spirit, shift them and change them, make man's nature incompatible with climbing. Make man a stationary object that is built that cannot take upward journey in the spirit. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Lucifer, he has a design, he has a, a capacity to, to make formation that stick, that stay. It makes sense that when he does something and gives it to a man, it will become a mountain in him that he can't easily give it away. It can't easily move. Check your nature now. Check. Is it easy for you to move? Sometimes you smell that you move, but you need a... That, that, that movement was imaginary. It wasn't really like a... <laughs> Moving is not easy. There has to be, you have to be geared up for war. Warfare, what was the first warfare? First of all, the first thing you must begin to do in the spirit, you, to, you begin to dismantle a lot of things. You must be willing to be dismantled in the spirit. What are you dismantling? You're dismantling what Satan as a rock erected in man. They must shift you and begin to see, you must accept that what has been built in you must crumble. How will it crumble? It's by the weapons of God. They yes. call them the weapons of our warfare. Second Corinthians chapter 10. For the, the we- weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not after the flesh. You can't do it by carnal devices. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what they are mentioning here are all the things that Satan has built in men, nature-wise, against making ascension in the spirit. If you want to resist a mountain, the best thing is to raise a mountain. It's mountain versus mountain. And he's a, he's a master of mountainous natures. When they went to build the temple, they saw it's another mountain stopping it. You know, the house they wanted to build is also a kind of mountain in the spirit. Right, well, that's Zerubbabel wanted to build. And I said, who had that whole mountain before Zerubbabel shall become a place? Who, who built that thing? It's Satan that has raised a standard, something against the journey. Glory to God. It says, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to do what? Secondly, So you see, these are everything they mention here are the things that you begin to see as hindrances to taking flight, to journeying, to climbing in the spirit. 
casting down imaginations. It means that if you are going to cast them down, where they are what? They are high. Imaginations. These are the things that you move into the spirit to go and help you deal with. There is nothing outside the spirit that can deal with all these things. Imaginations. Every high thing that exalted itself. So it's very clear they are inside people. It exalted itself against the knowledge of God. That knowledge is the building of God. They are high things that exalt themselves. Bring it into what? Captivity. Every thought to the, into captivity, every thought. Bring into captivity every thought to the what? To the obedience of Christ. Bringing thoughts into captivity. Against the knowledge of God. Romans chapter 2. You see, your heart is your temple. Your heart is your temple. Your heart is your temple. And there are imaginations, there are thoughts that are higher than me in your temple. But when you move into the spirit, I will begin to build. And as I build, I would crumble thoughts. I will crumble imaginations for I will be exalted and them and that is what I want to do. I want to raise a temple that I am the king and the ruler of the temple where I will abide. I want to make you my house. I want to make you my house but my house is a spiritual being. It is a spirit being. My house is a spirit. Who would who would think as I think? Who will move as I move? Who will dance to my tune? I have come. I have come and I want to come to crumble thoughts. I want to crumble imaginations. I want, I have, I have the solution and the answer to them all. Move into the spirit and build me a house. And as you build every other temple, every other thing exalted will begin to crumble because they have no power. They have no power 
against the spirit for I am the spirit of the living God and I would raise the temple of my God in your heart in your heart guard your heart guard your heart by the spirit guard your heart and the spirit for the heart is the temple of the Lord it is the temple and the house of my God I would come I want to be exalted even in your heart I've come to show you how I can be exalted and be lifted up in your heart for that is how I come to you it is in the spirit it is by the spirit it is when you are found in the spirit that we can then begin to build the temple find and take your place in the spirit thank you just begin to speak to the Lord there's a blessing this morning I'm, I'm too sure about that the Lord wants to wants to bless us you, some of you, you begin to experience pool, a pool. But this message will help you to interpret it as it begins to occur. You begin to experience a pool into the spirit. There will begin to be openings, openings, doorways, access. Not by your own will or by your own strength, but just by grace, by mercy. They will begin to give you your soul access. Movement of your heart, shifting of your treasures where your treasures lie help to lay up treasures in Jesus name in Jesus name we pray father we give you glory today we worship you we bless you we don't deserve this thing we're not even looking for them this is just mercy the, the conviction of your heart towards us, the decisions you have made about us, things which you bring us into. Thank you this morning, bless you. I pray this blessing which you have brought upon our heart will rest, Amen. will rest evidently, Amen. manifestly. Amen. I pray that the encounters which should ensue, Lord, in order of these things, let every soul be open to them. I pray. Thank you. Thank you. We will no longer fall below the mark, the standard. Amen. But Father, by grace, for it's not by power, by mind, but by your spirit, your spirit will come. Let each heart locate help. Amen. Locate help. Let the skill, the grace, the ability, Lord, to function even in these things rest upon every soul. Thank you, our Father. We go with blessing today. With a great blessing. No soul, Lord, will miss out on this great blessing. We'll take it home to stay with us. Amen. To stay Amen. at home with us. To be with us. The heritage of the Spirit, Lord. Amen. You grant to everyone. Thank Amen. you, our Father. We, we give you all the glory. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Shine forth.
You dwell between the cherubim. You dwell between the cherubim. 